0: Let us pray. Holy God, word made flesh, let us come to this word open to being surprised. Silence our agendas, banish our assumptions, cast out our casual detachment, confound our expectations and clear the cobwebs from our ears. Penetrate the corners of your hearts with this word We know that you can, we pray that you will, and we wait with great anticipation. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Let us listen for the word of the Lord. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Well, just in case any of you happen to be visitors today, let me dispel any confusion we have caused. That is Molly Spangler. I am Jenny McDevitt, and for the first time in the history of my life, I wish I were not standing in a pulpit this morning. Up until about 8.30 this morning, we thought that I wouldn't need to be, but Molly, though trying valiantly, has fallen uh, prey to a cold that will not let her talk for more than a couple of minutes without a coughing fit. So I have tried to take as many of her words as possible. Anything good you hear came from Molly, the rest is all me. I suppose it is only fitting that today we are reminded yet again that life is utterly and often unpredictable, and that to make plans is to invite them to change. Several years ago, I was visiting my parents in northern Michigan. I was driving through a very rural area coated with at least a foot of snow, which is normal there, and there was a sign that had said, Happy Thanksgiving. But it had been covered up with a sign that said, Merry Christmas. Over top of that was a sign that said, Happy New Year. You could see a little bit of each sign poking through at the edges. And then over top of all of it was a sign that said, Until further notice, just celebrate everything. (laughs) It's efficient for the purposes of a sign, but I think it's actually excellent news and advice for these days celebrate anything and everything that we can and i couldn't help but think of that sign when molly shared this story with me this is a story she intended to tell you herself that a few days ago a friend sent her a short dialogue between a mother and a child driving to school the eight-year-old said to the mother Do you want me to throw the confetti I have in my pocket now? And the mother, of course, said, No, not in the car. And then the mother said, Wait, why do you have confetti in your pocket? And the child replied, It's my emergency confetti. I carry it everywhere just in case there's good news that needs confetti. Until further notice, celebrate everything. Carry emergency confetti. I can't help but wonder if we lined our pockets with confetti, if we might be more inclined to see situations that call for it. Now, we don't have any confetti in the pews today, but it is possible that you are aware of some of confetti's favorite cousin, glitter. You see, right before Christmas, Molly ordered more angel wings for the children's Christmas Eve service. And when the wings arrived, they had, shall we say, copious amounts of glitter on them. And if you were at that service, you might remember that our angels were a particularly active heavenly host. So we have been wiping down the pews and sweeping up the floors and there is still glitter all over this sanctuary because glitter refuses to ever go away it stays put and it sparkles no matter how hard we try to make it otherwise now i'm going to let you in on a little secret here i love glitter molly has other feelings about it, (laughs) but she has developed affection for it. These are her words again. Glitter gets everywhere. Boundaries do not apply to glitter. There is nowhere it cannot or will not go. It is lighter than air, but at the same time when you try to clean it up, it acts like lead that shall not be moved. It is impossible to hide. It isn't sticky, but somehow it sticks to everything. Clothing, skin, furniture, the walls, everything. One tiny brush of your finger in glitter, and it clings to you and everything you touch. Glitter, she has realized, is actually pretty amazing. And so, And again, to clarify, these are also Molly's words because she wanted you to hear them, even if she couldn't speak them herself. She says Shandon Presbyterian Church, you are glitter. You are glitter because you shine and sparkle and you never hide your light. Like glitter, you show up everywhere in this community and in this city and you refuse to be moved when you stand up for what you believe in. You are glitter because you stick. Once someone has encountered you, you remain with them and there is no brushing you off. Long after an encounter with you, people still find tiny pieces of your light sparkling on their clothing, their skin and most of all in their heart. Now, as best as our research of ancient cultures can tell, Jesus and his disciples and all those he ministered to and with did not have glitter. But if they had, some of his teachings might have sounded different. As it turns out, Jesus just uses metaphors more appropriate to his time, like you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. You know that old song, right? Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm gonna let it shine. We were made to shine. And some of you maybe went to church camp or Montreat or a congregational retreat. You know the song that tells us it only takes a spark to get a fire going. Only a spark. We need only the smallest flame to show us the way. The tiniest nightlight can scare off every monster under the bed. And the faintest light can illumine hope in us once again. And the same is true with salt. Just a shake is all you need. With both light and salt, you don't need much at all. But if you don't have any, well, have you ever had a meal full of plain flavorless food? Or have you ever tried to get ready for bed when a storm has knocked out the electricity? You think you know where everything is in your house until you run into the bed frame or the edge of the dresser. Light and salt, salt and light, you don't need very much, but they are absolutely essential. But here's why Molly is going to give you all a bag of glitter today as you leave and not a bag of salt. A bag of salt might have been more practical, maybe more useful, certainly less anxiety-inspiring, because cleaning up spilled salt is easier than glitter. But hang on to those bags, keeping them sealed. But hang on to those bags because Molly could have given you salt where she could have given you a candle, but she's giving you glitter because the point of salt and light, when Jesus talks about them, is also that they are ordinary. Stuff that everyone and anyone is familiar with and has access to. And you, Shandon, you are not ordinary. You are the salts of the earth and the light of the world, yes. But you are also the glitter of angel wings and all the heavenly host. You reflect goodness and grace and glory. You embody joy and nothing less. And in a world where everything is unpredictable, and plans change at a moment's notice, well, we can use all the emergency confetti, all the glitter, all the salt and light, all the celebrating, that we can find so that glitter at the end of the service keep it in your pocket so you never forget who you are and who you are called to be amen